I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the 2018 MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 14 and preview of round 15. This episode is brought to you by Red Cards, a contractual requirement to play at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, uh, no, uh, actually, it's brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the awesome subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Conley, and tonight I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Blaine Riffle and Michael Denton. How are you guys doing tonight? Hello there. Hey, I'm doing well. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this jam-packed double game week that we had. Uh, seems like games were always going on, and it was a pretty interesting week, I think, just uh, just looking at the points and, and the results. But let's let's start out with how your teams did. Uh, my teams uh, got 140, um, so not too bad, uh, all things considered. Um, for some reason, the MLS app is doing something weird and showing me not my team. But um, uh, the big disappointment for me on the week was Rudy. Uh, obviously, getting rotated in that middle game um, really hurt me. Uh, I captained Almiron, so it was close, but not quite uh, to the um, – uh, Martinez hat trick, but still 17 points as a captain. I can't cry too much. Um, and at least I had Martinez because because some people uh, went other directions and you know paid dearly for it. Uh, but 140, I think, was probably pretty good, but you know not one of the amazing scores. And there were a bunch of people who knocked it out of the park because I didn't have like Dokol or Diaz. Um, and then the clean sheet situation kind of hurt me. Uh, we were talking before the podcast. No uh, double game week team had a clean sheet. I think at all. Is that right, Blaine? Yeah, that's correct. So, uh, partly yeah. the team got a clean sheet, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, your only clean sheets were uh, New York City and Montreal. Uh, no, RSL got a clean sheet. And RSL, okay. And they yeah. were a double game. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, a, a decent week, but not as great as it could have been. Blaine. Yeah, I ended up with the one thirty. Um, kind of in the same boat Mike was. I did have Diaz on the bench and the auto reel. Got, got that one. Um, Almiron is the captain instead of Martinez, which those extra few points really helped a lot of players. Just looking at a couple of my head-to-head leagues, and saw some 150s and I think a 160 in there because they had Captain Martinez and went with some of the other picks. Uh, Zahibo and Arudi really caught me this week. Uh, just a two and a three on the double game week for those two guys was... Uh, really disappointing for me surprisingly with no clean sheets i had a five a seven and a ten on defense so i'm not going to complain too much without a clean sheet there i went i doubled up on the chicago defense hoping they would hold that clean sheet against san jose and ellis gave me seven and kapelhoff gave me 10 because he had that assist so 130 it was not good enough to move up i actually dropped back down out of the top 600 a little ways so i'm gonna fight for that top 500 still but it's not looking good this season yeah, I got a similar week to you, Blaine. Uh, 133 was my final goal. 
my final score, uh, Zahibo, Zahibo, I'm all over the place tonight. Zahibo and Yurudi. There we go. Words are hard tonight, guys. Uh, <laughs> my disappointments as well. My uh, my bench didn't do fantastic. Rosenberry and Madunyanin uh, did not get some fantastic scores, but I did have Panilla with eight to come off the bench. So uh, so that worked. I did a switcheroo uh, to throw Zussi in at the end because I figured uh, four points from Rosenberry could get beaten by Zussi. And with that big four-goal uh, score that they put up, I, I can't believe that he didn't get some more of that of those points. But he got eight, so that was really nice for me. I did have Glad, had Almiron and Martinez, like Mike was mentioning before, as well as Diaz. Uh, stuck with Gonzalez in the goal. I figured six points, even though it wasn't the result I was hoping for, was still pretty pretty decent for uh, for a keeper. Uh, One thirty three overall. I think uh, Blaine. We we both fell this week with the one thirty score. Uh, not too much for me. I'm still hovering right there below that that two hundred area. But um, I think one forty five ish was kind of your break even point this round. Maybe even one fifties. But with lots of the scores, seeing 160s and 170s, I think that's kind of where you're looking at if you're up near the top top third, top top 1% maybe of fantasy managers, uh, what you were looking for this round. So if you got something uh, in the 130s to the 150s, pretty solid week, uh, maybe some small gains or small drops, but uh, pretty solid scores going into this big World Cup period that we have, World Cup, U.S. Open Cup, lots of lots of things going on. Let's take a quick moment, though, to review round 14 before we move forward. Uh, this double game week, really exciting, really weird. A mixed bag for these double game week teams. We've got to say, um, some of the results we definitely thought would would happen, such as uh, Philadelphia over Chicago, or um, maybe we can say Dallas over L.A. is one we thought could happen because L.A. losing at home. Uh, but then we had other ones that were a bit more of a surprise, uh, I think uh, RSL holding out to Houston was was one that we didn't really expect. And uh, I would even go as far to say as uh, the New York City FC having a clean sheet against Orlando was kind of a surprise to me. I thought Orlando could get something in there because they seem to, to do that from time to time. Uh, but it was the some of the defensive midfielders really, really just fell flat this round. And I thought that was strange. So I kept thinking about Mike's all in strategy with Allison Drini and those players and and think that really worked out well for a lot of people. Um, of course, I think the biggest thing we mentioned last week was that uh, we weren't sure if uh, Zlatan was going to have a red card ex- or a, an extension to his red card suspension, and he did not. So anyone who uh, swapped out and brought him in got a couple of nice points right there. So congrats, everyone there. But again, still an L.A. Loss, and I don't know what you think, Mike, but I can't help but think that if that was any other player, we would have seen another game or two. Yeah, I mean that was kind of weird, especially when you saw um, uh, was it was a Martinez for uh, Columbus get yeah. a two game one for a slap. I mean, you would have thought he would have gotten something on top of it for you know for it to be nothing was kind of um, for would be kind of weird. Um, but I mean, disco has been all over the place all year. That's why you just kind of have to keep on top of it and wait f- to see what they do. I mean, we saw a lot of reversals. I mean, this past week, uh, a lot of problems with the bar and, and all of that. So, um, I, I don't know quite what's going on or what really the standard is, but I mean, that, that's one of those things where just kind of watch instant replay and be like, okay, if this guy is on there <laughs> and be careful. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I'll jump in on that a little bit. I actually think this is a big show of consistency from Disco can, when they, how they handled Zlatan and Martinez. Uh, for a missed red card, it's not uncommon to see two games given right there, especially if it's an earlier in the game red card that was missed. Martinez got to play an extra 30, 40 minutes after he should have been off. So getting the two games makes up for that time. And then the one game tacked on for a red card on top of it is just, you get a little benefit in that game and then you don't, and then you just miss him. So you don't have to play down a man at all after that. So Zlatan getting one game on top of his slap and he missed time in that game. It kind of works out in the wash. Um, it's, it's penalizing the team a little more, but not really because they didn't have to go down in this case to nine men for the remainder of that game. So I will say that's a little bit of consistency and seeing as how they gave Martinez to um, not seeing Zlatan extra game was probably fair. I still think he should have had a second game tacked on and Martinez probably should have had three just to set the standard for violent conduct. But I think it was consistent on this. Well, regardless if you agree or not, uh, Zlatan did play and he pulled up some good fantasy points if you went with that uh, little switch there at the end. Another player that pulled up some good points, got to give props to Mike, uh, gave a shout out to Real Salt Lake for uh, for their chances at a clean sheet. I think you stayed with Ramondo, didn't you, Mike? Nope, I went with Blake after I saw RSL's rotation. I was like, oh, look at that. Whoa. Well, if you, if you had a. I, I blame the... Jay. I blame Jay because he was like, oh, we're going to be a lot of rotation. I don't know if I would go with him. Like, right. <laughs> well, if you had the guts to stick with that, uh, Ramondo was a nice. Nice pick that that Mike was talking about, even in his chalkboard, talking about going with. Uh, so maybe you went with with that as uh, the best double game week, best keeper option in general. Um, I mean, Blake wasn't a terrible one. Blake got no, nine. no, no. Blake, what he had eight points. He uh, he had nine at one point. Now I don't know if they changed it. What yeah, was... no, he did really well. Uh, and again, Mike will just keep putting some some praise upon you. Everybody in the dream team this week was double game week player, except we had one New York City single game week defender squeak into the top ranks right there. So uh, okay, he does me. not he does not squeak. He booms. He's the tenor boom. There's nothing squeaking <laughs> about it. He's loud. In ferocious. I guess he solidly uh, solidly got it. Uh, 15 points, just like Glad, uh, comes in there as the second highest scoring defender. So uh, pretty good, pretty good. And it's there. impressive but, without, um, a, um, without a goal to, to get in there. No, exactly, exactly. Uh, so a couple single-game week players. It's not, uncommon to, this. <laughs> it's not uncommon to see these guys come into uh, even a big double game week like this, uh, but it was otherwise double game week heavy. But uh, one more single game week team that I have to call out. Mentioned before, Blaine, Sporting Kansas City, putting the hurt on Minnesota 4-1. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, four different goal scorers, three different assist guys. Uh, Kuzain is 19, got his first MLS goal in a second appearance. I mean, that was incredible. Um all the all the media was talking about Vermes this week at practice is he came in wanting to change some things up and was really disappointed with the way the team has been playing. And he lit a fire under some guys and Lobato came out and showed up and showed what he could do. He was tearing them up on that right side with Zussi. Uh, whatever Vermes said in the, or this week really got things going. And that was fun to watch. And I feel like what Vermes said is, hey, guys, we're playing Minnesota. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe. You know, I'll, I'll pump the brakes on seeing if Sporting Kansas City's offense is back to what we saw at the beginning of the season. I mean, certainly it's a good thing. Now, the thing for fantasy is that they play a bunch of terrible defenses in the Western Conference a lot. So getting back to that, maybe we'll see uh, this form uh, come back. And they don't lose a whole lot of people for the World Cup. So uh, shouldn't be too bad of a stretch for them. Yeah, but don't forget, this is the team that went and tied Minnesota in Minnesota 1-1, and the offense looked like it didn't exist. Of course, the big fantasy takeaway from this game, though, guys, you're you're missing it, is Graham Zussi is now a $12 million defender. He is the sixth most expensive player in this game, uh, but that goes around with him also being one of the, the top scoring players in this game as well, so... Um, I guess he's actually not not so he's seventh. I had a couple guys in my my team still, and they weren't on my filter. But uh, so crazy, crazy for that. Uh, I think the best thing to summarize this double game week uh, rotations is just hashtag because MLS. So uh, pretty fun double game week. Anything else you guys want to add? Uh, I think Houston was pretty disappointing this week. Uh, I mean, they were on the road for both games. Um, so, I mean, we talked about it last week, Reed. I didn't want to go all in on them. Um, but, I mean, certainly Ellis was someone I had on my team. I was expecting a little bit more against two uh, really difficult defenses. I was not expecting them to get shut out in the second game. Uh, I think Kyoto being rotated in that second game probably had a lot to do with it. Um, but, I mean, a 2-1 loss at RSL and a one nothing loss in Montreal is not anything that we were expecting or hoping uh, and, I, and I know a lot of people went in hard on the Dynamo, and it, th- that was pretty – the people who got burned are the people who got burned on the Dynamo. And I think you had uh, something to add to? Uh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, red cards. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure what happened in that Philadelphia game, but they just lost their heads. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen a second yellow given to somebody standing in the top of the D on a penalty kick, but that definitely happened. So, yeah, Philadelphia just fell apart there. Um, Really surprised and kind of happy that they got that goal. Picot got his goal coming back. Um, Showed a lot of heart as a team. The young guys playing with nine men really did look okay. I mean, you wished for better circumstances, but... There is some hope in Philadelphia. The results aren't coming in, but that was pretty impressive. Maybe they can build on this if they get those guys back. But, yeah, they're going to be down Bedoya and Madunjanin in midfield, which is a lot of experience on a young team. Full games, depending on if he made contact with the ref, which it kind of looks like he might have. And I even saw what looked like might be a spit at the official afterwards after getting his red card. So who knows what's going to happen there and how many games he may be out. I don't know. I'll, I'll add on that. Curtin did, did deny that there was a spit, um, but certainly looking at the video, there's something. And I, I would strongly suspect that after the battering that um, Pro has taken in the press, that they're going to want something for um, Um I mean, he absolutely lost it. And I, I don't think anyone can complain. You know, even if the yellow to, to Bedoya was wrong, uh, um, the way Madunin and act, I don't think you can uh, behave that way in a professional setting. So uh, I would not be surprised to get another game or two tacked on. If if he actually spit, I would expect three games tacked on top oh, of absolutely. whatever. Yeah. If, if it's a spit, it's a no doubt. 
Um, it's, but we haven't heard that three tacked yet. on, but now, that's important to keep in mind, especially since Philadelphia kicks off round 15. Uh, so let's just go right into our housekeeping, guys. Round 15 starts on Friday. That's June 8th at 8 o'clock with Philadelphia hosting Toronto FC. Toronto needs a good win right there. So uh, with a week in Philadelphia sign, that may be a, a good differential team to, to look at this week. We'll see. Uh, Blaine and Mike can discuss that shortly. Um, all other teams play on Saturday, June 9th this week. Uh, Saturday starts out New York City FC in Atlanta at 1230. Uh, and a lot of teams just roll in from there, uh, wrapping everything up at 1030 with San Jose and LAFC. So be sure to get your teams set and ready to go. Definitely before some of those middle games of Friday on Saturday, it's going to be uh, tough timing if you're trying to get some of your switcheroos to work out. There is no team on a double game week this week. In the next three rounds, there are no double game week teams, I believe. So, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe double check me on that. I had some some bad luck uh, uh, decoding the the calendar recently for picking double game weeks. But um, next few rounds, definitely no double game week teams. A lot of buys coming up with the World Cup. But we start this week with one team on a buy, and that is Minnesota United, so that they can trot over to Cincinnati and get beaten by FC Cincinnati. So um, let them let them have that today. Why are they going to be in Cincinnati? Well, it's the Open Cup. It's round four of the Open Cup, and that means that MLS teams are now in the mix. So in addition to this week starting on Friday, everyone playing on Saturday, every MLS team is also playing an Open Cup match. On June 5th, that is tomorrow, if you're listening to the program tonight, or today, if this is Tuesday for you and you're listening to our show, uh, Philadelphia, New England, D.C. United, and of course, uh, um, they're playing on June 5th, so they get the early game. Everybody else is playing on June 6th, uh, so that's going to be fun to watch. There are three games that are just MLS teams, so we got a – does this count as a Hudson River Derby, Mike, or does that have to be an MLS game? Nope, it's a Derby. All right, it's actually a Derby. Derby? No, no, I'm from Kentucky. It's Derby. Uh, so we've got the Red Bulls hosting New York City FCs. That'll be a big match. Uh, Mike, do you think – the teams are going to go all in for this open cup or are they going to want to save some for the later game? I, I, I think both of them are going all in. Okay. So all um, in. So that's a big game to keep an eye on. I mean, the red bulls have always gone in hard on this tournament, uh, especially sure. with the depth in the Academy and New York city did not bench David Villa for no reason. Um, and it's not <laughs> just because he wanted to experiment with the formation. I think he held him for the first time for the open cup. Um, you know, I think New York city needs to actually win a cup game. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I think you'll see a good match. There we go. Uh, RSL is hosting sporting Kansas city, another pretty good match. And then Portland is hosting San Jose. So those are the three MLS teams or the six MLS teams that will be playing each other during the open cup on June 6th. Uh, other than that, the world cup is just one and a half weeks away. So expect people to start disappearing for their national teams. Uh, not as many as, as maybe we had feared, uh, depending on since uh, U.S. isn't there. But uh, there will be players who will not be available. So just keep an eye on that. I'm sure Mike will mention some of those players. If not, this episode in coming episodes, just be on the lookout. 
Patreon. Thank you so much to everyone who continues to support us with, with our Patreon project. Uh, you, you're helping to get our costs covered and get our, our prizes ordered. I'm hoping to get some updates on the stickers when we get the proofs worked out. Uh, the first image wasn't quite good enough, so we've had to do some resubmission to get the, the sticker art for uh, this 2018 season worked up. Uh, I may go back to a more standard sticker design because this one with the, the red card sort of, uh, or the card even though it looks neat, it's, it's been a little bit difficult, but uh, we're working on getting that, that finalized. Um, but thank you so much, everyone who, who participates and interacts with us. We'll have to get a, another hangout on Google going uh, next few weeks. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe part of our World Cup coverage. We'll, we'll have some, some hangouts right there to, to do something. But uh, thank you so much. If you're interested in finding out what this Patreon thing is, uh, head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-L-S-F-I uh, to learn more about our project and how you can become a supporter of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast. And now Mike's injury news. Well, first, I don't think we can uh, go much further before acknowledging something for Reed, which is that Reed officially is going to move from the land of the neutral MLS observer to the <laughs> land of the homer. Uh, FC Cincinnati being officially announced uh, for next season. So congrats, Reed, on becoming a rank homer just like the rest of us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm considering getting some season tickets now, so I have first dibs on them uh, when they become an MLS team next year. It may be first denial, depending on what the prices go to, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, and with a few months, I mean, it's kind of on that same kind of timeline as Minnesota, so I'm looking forward to picking as many players who are playing Cincinnati next year as possible. Hey, they've um, been they've been doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I'm still picking players against Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, injury news. Um, Baji is suspended for yellow card accumulation. Um, so if you're looking for maybe Houston defenders, that's something to keep in mind. Um, World Cup, uh, Reed mentioned it. Pretty much everyone who's in the World Cup is gone at this point. Um, right now, you're really talking about more players who were rejected for the World Cup squads when they're going to come back in and when players are coming back in for friendlies. Um, most of the friendlies wrap up midweek, uh, I think like June 6th. So, uh, you know, your U.S. players, they should all be available Um coming towards the end of, uh, of the week. Uh, just kind of keep an eye on timing and watch those lineups is, is probably the best you can do. Um, I mean, theoretically, they should all be available, but, you know, sometimes late travel, if they played hard, you know, 90 minutes on Wednesday, uh, it's just kind of a wait and see team by team, player by player kind of basis. So uh, if you have a player who's coming back from international duty, uh, you're going to want to make sure that you check the lineups at MLS uh, lineup news. Uh, we'll get you that uh, covered. Um, now some players coming back. Uh, the biggest one is uh, Ladera was not selected for uh, Uruguay, uh, but Brian Schmetzer couldn't really give a timeline as to when uh, Ladera was expected back in camp. Um I'm going to assume that he should be back in by Saturday. I can't imagine why he wouldn't be, but uh, keep an eye out for that because they've been some rumors of behind-the-scenes issues between Ladero and the Sounders, so uh, be careful about that. Uh, for the Galaxy, uh, Bingham walked off the field um, as a late injury. He had to be subbed out of the lineup. Uh, Plata also had to come off uh, with an injury after, I, I guess, about 20 minutes. Uh, no, uh, I'm sorry, there was an update on on him. Uh, bruised ribs, so uh, no timetable given. We'll see how long Plata stays out. Uh, for the fire, uh, McLean uh, was injured. Looks like he's going to miss, I think it was three to four weeks. Um, 
So depth to the Chicago Fire uh, goalkeeper, which was not that great to start off with, uh, not too good. Uh, Harvey for LAFC received a late red card. He'll be suspended uh, for this week's match against San Jose. Um, obviously, we already talked about uh, Majunanin and uh, Bedoya getting red cards. Um, regardless of what happens in Disco, I would expect both suspensions to be upheld, even though I think Philly is planning on trying to uh, appeal Bedoya's. Uh, I'm expecting both of them to be suspended uh, for the next week. Uh, Croize looked like he came off early with an injury for Sporting Kansas City. I guess Blaine can let me know if there's any uh, updates on that. I haven't seen it. Uh, it looked like Will Bruin came off uh, gingerly after making return this week from injury. Um, I'm not going to go through all the players of the World Cup squad. Um, obviously, the biggest hit are the ones with Mexican national teams. Both those Santos got the call up. Uh, Vela. Uh, got the not the call up, but the confirmation that they're going to Russia. Uh, and then a uh, interesting one is uh, Laurent Simon uh, for Belgium. He is on standby, so that means he technically didn't make the roster. But uh, Vincent Company left the last Belgium match injured, so there's a real good chance that Simon is actually going for Belgium. So uh, keep an eye on that to see if uh, LAFC is going to get Simon back. But I'm guessing they're probably not getting him back this week as they wait and see uh, what Vincent Company's injury situation is. Um, and let's see. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all the, the main injury news we have. So. All right, Mike, thank you very much for that summary. Uh, and, of course, if anyone wants to check out the, the full World Cup list, uh, you can always head over to uh, the call-up section over at MLSsoccer.com to, to see that. And I'm sure the lists are going to be popping up on Reddit. And uh, I don't think Tim's posted his list yet, but maybe we can – I can urge him into getting that finished. Well, I think um, if you look on Twitter, you can find a few um, lists of MLS players who've been called up to the World Cup. Like I think like the MLS Players Union has tweeted out some something mm. like that. Um, it's a total of 19 players. Um, I, I can try to tweet it out from MLS Injury News if, if y'all would like, um, just to have a quick and easy list. Uh, but, but essentially, it's all the players who, who missed you know last week with World Cup teams. Yes, I, I think all would like. All right, I'll find it. <laughs> okay, well, we don't have to do that right now uh, because now we're going to talk about round 15. This is getting the, the preview, game-by-game game preview, since no one is on a double game week this week. And, of course, guys, uh, if you don't like anybody, feel free to be brief, and we'll get right into what everyone wants to hear. So let's start with this game we already uh, previewed a little bit. Blaine, Philadelphia versus Toronto. Yeah, given the red cards and the age of the Philadelphia squad, I expect Toronto to kind of boss this game. Um, Giovinco looks like he's getting a little bit better. Vasquez is looking good again. Um, if Toronto's going to turn it around, this is a game they definitely need to win. Um, so I really like these two. I don't really trust the anybody now with the way Philly's playing from the Philadelphia side. Um, this is one of those that I'm going to put on clean sheet watch. Um, we saw Picot get the goal against the run of play down two men. Um, Ilsenio seems to be coming on pretty strong, strong right now. Even without these two guys, I think you have to worry about the Philadelphia counterattack, at least to a certain degree. And Toronto's defense hasn't been the most solid, but thankfully this is game one of the round. Um, I think you grab Bono or if another goalkeeper if he's not back. You just look at this lineup and grab your defender of choice off of this squad and throw him on your bench in that uh, 
early Otteru option, see what they do. There's a lot of potential here. I think this could be a clean sheet. I wouldn't predict it, but first game of the week, definitely take your Otteru. I've got this one predicted as a 3-1. I think Philly will find a way to get one, but I'm going to put the guys on my bench just in case. All right, Mike, your New York City versus Atlanta. Tough game. Yeah, it's it's a tough game, but I want to piggyback on some uh, on that Philly versus Toronto game. Uh, I think that might be the game of the week because Toronto does not have a U.S. Open Cup. Uh, so you know, kind of starting off, I think you could take a look at all the Canadian teams because they have the midweek off, whereas all the U.S. teams at least have some sort of players playing in the midweek game. Um, and it, we we didn't talk about it, but I mean, Toronto just blew a three nothing lead. Uh, on the road to Columbus, and they're starting to really get to the point where they need points. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I agree with Blaine. Definitely a game to look at. Now, as far as um, the Pigeons versus Atlanta, uh, I think this is going to be a tough game, especially if, if, like I said, New York City goes all out. Um, we don't quite know what Atlanta's going to do for the Open Cup. Uh, last year, they rotated heavily and were knocked out in the first round. But then again, they didn't have their own stadium at that point. So, uh, I don't know quite what uh, Atlanta is going to do this year, but if they do rotate the Open Cup uh, heavily, which I kind of suspect they might, because I don't know if it's really a priority for Atlanta. Um, you know, New York City will be at home against a rested Atlanta team. That said, I think New York City um, is up for the challenge. Atlanta isn't that good on um, on on the road. Now, New York City won't have Herrera, so there will be some issues, but Atlanta on the road just isn't the same as Atlanta in Atlanta. They don't get those red cards like we talked about earlier. Um, so I think New York City can at least get a result. Um, you know, I, I think you're typical. David V has already been rotated um, in the game against Orlando, so I'd, I wouldn't be concerned about him being rotated here. Um, I, th- I think Maxi Morales ha- has had a great year. Uh, we've seen Jesus Medina kind of fall off, so I wouldn't go that um, I, I wouldn't go too many Atlanta players. I wouldn't really go a whole lot of defenders, except for maybe an Otteru kind of situation since this is the second game of the week. Uh, that's it. I'm, I'm kind of thinking a 2-1 win for New York City. Right. Blaine, Columbus versus the Red Bulls. Yeah, this is... Um... This is going to be a fun one, especially after Columbus comes back from 3-0 down to tie their game. Um, the way both of these teams are playing, I see this one kind of going wide open, uh, a lot of back and forth, uh, a lot of fantasy potential here. I think this is a game where you could easily pull four or five guys out for your lineups here. Um I'm going to give the edge to the home team. I'm going to say 3-2 to Columbus. I just I like the way they're playing right now. I think this is going to be a fun one to watch. And I just think they're going to get the better of the Red Bulls at home. Um, so with a lot of scoring, go with your offense here. Zardes and Iguain are your two premier picks from Columbus. If you think they're going to have a really good game, you may go after a third player here. Uh, I don't really like the defenses here. And then BWP and Kaku are probably your two best Red Bulls. Um, you may throw in Royer if you don't want to pay the price tag for Kaku, and he sometimes doesn't show up. So, yeah, but I think you get a lot of your offense here in a 3-2 Columbus win. And I will likely not pick Haku for my team. So for those of you keeping score, that means everyone else probably should. (laughs) Mike, Vancouver versus Orlando. This is one of the other uh, Canadian teams. Um, They'll they'll get a rest. Um, Now, I mean, they won't have um, Waston, but uh, Orlando will be playing midweek. 
we don't know about the status of Dom Dwyer, uh, whether or not he'll be available. Uh, we don't quite know how much effort Orlando will put into uh, the Open Cup. Um, for some reason, they didn't apply to host the Open Cup, which is kind of weird considering they have their own soccer-specific stadium. They're not like you know, New York City who doesn't have a, a place to really host it. Um, so I'm thinking Vancouver is going to have some opportunities here, especially if Dom Dwyer's here. I just don't think they Orlando has the bite going forward if they don't have Dom Dwyer. It's a completely different team, and they're really not all that competitive. Um, obviously, Kai Kamara is someone you think about uh, with the Vancouver offense, but player who's gone uh, done really well is uh, Jordi Reyna. Um, he, over the last four weeks, he's hit double digits twice with a 12, 13, and a 7. Uh, he had one off game during the double game week uh, with Dallas. But I think against Orlando's defense, which has been really struggling and dealing with injuries, uh, I think there's a really good opportunity here for uh, Vancouver to, to succeed both defensively and offensively. Um, I mean, Orlando's really only great shot uh, against New York City was the penalty kick. So uh, I think this is a 2 nothing win for uh, Vancouver. Uh, I would go um, the Vancouver players I mentioned uh, before, as well as maybe uh, AHA or, or someone like that on the back line. Um, I would not go any uh, Orlando players. Okay, Blaine, Dallas versus Montreal. Yeah, with Montreal kind of having their woes, and Dallas is looking really good. They've jumped up to second in the West after they've used their games in hand to kind of balance out the schedule a little bit. Um, two points per game for Dallas. I mean, they're they're on fire right now. I don't expect it to stop here with the way Montreal's been playing. Um, look for a lot of control and a lot of pressure. Um this is a game where you could definitely go four deep on players. Uh, Diaz and Lamar are kind of my two front runners, but if you think Arudi's going to have the good game because Lamar got a goal last last week, that's the way to look at it. Um, decent defender options. This is probably my go-to game for Otteru transfer route issues. If uh, Toronto doesn't get their stuff, I'm probably going to roll into some Dallas defenders. I just like the way they're playing right now. Um, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Did Ziegler get a goal last week or did he get an assist or something? Can't remember. I thought he had one of those big plays. So it may be Cannon's turn to do something with the offense. They kind of go back and forth a little bit. Uh, so if you had to ask me, I'd go with Cannon this week because I took him last week and that was definitely the wrong choice. I remember thinking that. <laughs> so I, I think these two guys kind of go back and yes, back. Ziegler did score. Ziegler yeah, he scored. And Cannon got a yellow and then missed the next game. Yep. So I picked the wrong one. So it's Cannon's week to have a good a good week, and Ziggler's not so much. So, yeah, I'm really thinking about going uh, deep here with Dallas. They've got a decent clean sheet chance. It is Montreal in their counterattack still, though, so you got to be wary of that. But I think the way Dallas is playing, the way they're rolling right now, um, this could probably be a 3-0 Dallas game. Mike, Chicago versus New England. Okay, Um this is one where I think it's going to be probably pretty ugly, depending on how Chicago comes out and plays it. Um, I'm suspecting with having to play a midweek game, you're going to see a conservative lineup for Chicago, and that doesn't really play to either of their strengths. So this is probably like an ugly 1-1, nothing-nothing. Um, maybe defenders, but I don't trust. I mean, unless you're going to take a New England defender on the road. Uh, in general, I'm staying away from this game. Uh, both these teams played last week. Both these teams have open cup games. Uh, I, I just think everyone's a rotation risk here, and you just don't have a whole lot of upside. So um, 
in general, I don't have any really fantasy recommendations other than to to stay away unless you're just taking a flyer on somebody as part of a, a transfer. Blaine, Houston versus Colorado. Do we see good Houston or bad Houston this week? Um, good old Houston. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, still, do we see good Houston or bad Houston? <laughs> No, I think I think we're going to see a little bit better Houston here. Um, yeah, I just I like them. Mike, remind me who's gone from this game. I know Houston's got a few uh, Central Americans that do go out. Are they missing anybody for World Cup? Um, I I, th- I think they have one, but I think he's coming back. Um, okay, I think they're going to have only one absence. But as far as like your main guys, like Ellis um, and Kyoto, they they should all be available. Um, I think I'm, I'm trying to remember who the Panamanian is on their roster. Um, he, he's he, he's the person missing. Um, hold up, if I can stall a little bit longer, why don't you keep talking and I'll tell you who it is? Yeah, so it's Machado. Given the Machado, okay. Yeah, that kind of that kind of sells it for me. That's the one thing I was kind of missing here. Uh, given the way they've been playing and the way Colorado is known to play, um, I kind of like the Houston attack this week. I don't know how deep you can go on them for their game. Uh, Ellis is kind of my number one pick. He's the only guy I wrote down as a possible, like, probably should have him at least on your radar, one of your top four forwards for this week. Because of the way Colorado has been playing, I just don't know if you can bank on a second guy and then running up the score. And then with Machado out, and I know they've got some injuries on defense and some absences, I don't necessarily trust them against Baji and company coming forward with some speed like they do. So I would be looking at Houston's offense a little bit here, maybe not go too deep. And then, yeah, just stay away from Colorado altogether. I think with Machado out, I originally had this as a 2-0 Houston win. I think that's going to go to a 2-1, maybe a 3-1. I just I don't think they're going to keep the clean sheet with how beat up the defense is. And this is one of this would have been one of the prime clean sheet games if they had their defense intact. Uh, Blaine, let me ask you: if Baji if Baji's out for yellow card accumulation, does that change your mind as the Houston clean sheet or no? <sighs> May it. It brings it up a little bit, but I still think they're missing too many people to really make it comfortable. There's, I mean, Gashi's coming back. Um, I kind of like what Price can do if he's given the time. Castillo's been looking good going forward. I think they've got just a little bit too many weapons and a little too much speed, even without Baji. That I don't, it, it's not a strong candidate for me, but in an Otteru, I'd probably give it a risk. All right. Mike, Seattle versus DC. Uh, I, t- to me, this game really comes down to um, availability for Seattle. Uh, we don't know Will Bruins' extent of injury. Uh, we don't know if Ladero comes back. Um, if Ladero's not back, I'm staying away from this game completely. It's just ugliness all around. Um, I don't trust DC flying all the way to Seattle, and I don't trust anyone in Seattle right now. Now, if Ladero's there... Um, we know Dempsey's not going to play in the U.S. Open Cup because he's still suspended from that referee notebook uh, incident. So you'd get a Dempsey-Ladero pairing against D.C. I'd, I'd give that a shot um, and, and have Ladero as part of an Otteru. Otherwise, I'm staying away. Um, maybe 2-1 Seattle. Um, not a whole – I just don't think – uh, Seattle's in general has been exciting. Maybe one of their their defenders. If you're kind of looking for some player, somebody to to swap in, because 
Um, you know, if your earlier picks go wrong, you don't have a whole lot of great defender picks uh, outside of Seattle in these late uh, Western games. So that, that's about really all I can say for, for this game. Mike, if you have a healthy Will Bruin, how do you rate him against DC's defense? I mean, if, if it's healthy Will Bruin and Ladero, um, I, I would rate them pretty highly because, I, I, I mean, I think DC's defensive struggles on the road – uh, are going to be a lot, um, especially because I, I would ex- expect DC to play hard in the midweek game, the Open Cup, because I mean they're pretty much out of the playoffs right now anyway. Um, but the Open Cup, you know, is something with Audi Field. I think they'd be something more excited to to play in. Uh, plus, it gets them a CCL berth, which I think they'd be interested in. So um, I, I would think Seattle would have a lot of success there. But, um, you know, if they don't have Ladero and don't have Bruin, I just can't trust anyone on Seattle. Okay. All right, Mike, keep us going. L.A. Galaxy versus Jason's favorite, Real Salt Lake. Uh, well, yeah, well, this will be an interesting one to see uh, if Rusnak actually comes back. Uh, I don't know how much we've talked about the issues between Rusnak uh, and RSL as far as his contract negotiation. Um, the Galaxy should get both of their um, strikers back. Zlatan haven't been rotated uh, and then Ola Kamara coming back from international duty. Um, I, I would expect uh, this to be a uh, – there's some goals for the Galaxy um, just because I'm still not fully sold on RSL, although Pecky's made some good tactical adjustments. If you read uh, Matt Doyle's column this week, uh, he talks about not having Beckerman uh, playing as much um, with the, the other defensive midfielder that they have who kind of lacks speed. Um, I, I'm thinking this is probably two one win uh, for the Galaxy. Um, RSL is one of the few teams that has to play another uh, MLS team midweek. Uh, we'll see how much uh, effort Pecky puts into it, but I, I would ex- expect he would put a lot in. So uh, I'm thinking the Galaxy can have success. I, I think Zlatan and Ola Kamara um, with maybe Alessandrini, uh, who's been pretty consistent this year, as uh, some good options here. Hey, Blaine, Portland versus your Sporting Kansas City. I'm going to jump in on Mike on L.A. for a second. You don't think with this being the last game before the World Cup break that Zlatan's going to do some Zlatan things, get his hat trick and show Sweden that he should have been there? Uh, I mean, Zlatan (laughs) may be more concerned about his uh, hotel reservations in Russia to do whatever (laughs) sponsorship. I mean, you know, I mean, he's been very successful. So it wouldn't surprise me that he, you know, does well, but, you know, I mean, getting Lazan's been pretty good for like a goal a game. So, um, and RSL's defense has been kind of hit or miss, especially on the road. So, for sure. I, I mean, I, I think Lazan is a good pick this week. Yeah. Um, I'll piggyback on the RSL SKC midweek match just a little bit before I get into the sporting one to go with Mike's. Um, this is in Salt Lake City this time. This is going to be really good for RSL um, with some of the struggles they have had and everything else. I think they're going to put out a little bit stronger lineup. I'm just getting that feeling they've got a chance to knock off the defending champs, get rid of one of the biggest competitors in this tournament right now and really clear their way through the rest of the tournament if they want to put it together and put together a good run. Uh, We're discussing who of their kids are going to play because this is where we see a lot of rotation in these squads and a lot of 
bring a lot of just other players that we don't normally see. And they're having to play a lot of their kids right now. And they've got some injuries and everything else. I think they're going to put out a pretty close to a full strength lineup more out of necessity and more just to, and some to build some chemistry with these guys and go right into the SKC thing. Um, Croizet, um, speculation is it's a hamstring right now, possibly multiple weeks. Um, he came off looking like it was a muscle injury the way he didn't really get back up. They didn't try to keep him going in the game. They just pulled him right off the field. Um, doesn't look good. Not a sub Vermes would make normally, but had to, and he likes to protect his guys. So it makes sense that he's going to pull him. I definitely see him getting rested. Sinovic got subbed early for the second game in a row with another knock. I don't know to what extent that was. He may have just gotten hit pretty hard because he got rolled up on a little bit. Zussi really hasn't taken a break. Most of the defense hasn't taken a break. You've got other guys like Shallowy who haven't played much. I could see this being a pretty tough midweek game leading into this. So that's going to mean sporting against Portland is kind of up in the air. You've got an injury list that's getting kind of long, depending on how some of these turn out and who may or may not be back. Madrand is still out. Felipe's out for a while still. There's a whole lot going on here, and Portland is just on a roll right now. I think this is a very dangerous week for sporting. They could go out of the U.S. Open Cup and then follow that up with a road loss at Portland and have just a really ugly week. And it's going to be where Vermes decides to go with this team. Definitely watch that Wednesday night lineup for this uh, weekend fantasy game because if they rest some guys – you know they're going to be have a stronger lineup coming in on Saturday, but I still expect Portland to get the better of them on this one. Uh, I don't I don't expect a Kansas City clean sheet. I expect them to give up multiple goals in this one with the way Portland's playing. Armenteros looks really good right now. Uh, Valeri's still Valeri can do some great things, but I think Kansas City's going to key on him a little bit, which is going to open up Blanco. So my two real big picks for this game are Armenteros and Blanco. And I know it's a strong Kansas City defense, but I've just I've got I've got that bad feeling this week. I'm going to go ahead and say it's a two-one Portland win. I think the guys are fired up in Kansas City enough to go out and get a goal in this one, but it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be one of those ugly physical games. Uh, Portland knows they can get in inside Kansas City's head with some early consistent fouls and just break up play. I don't think it's going to be a fun game to watch for that perspective. It's just going to be one of those nasty drag drug out games that we see from these two teams a lot. And Portland's going to come away better on this one. All right, Mike and take us home with San Jose versus LAFC. Well, this would be a game. Uh, I mean, LAFC is going to be pretty gutted as far as, um, you know, the, the absences that they're going to have for the world cup, novella, probably no Simon, um, Urena is out uh, as well. The, the question is whether you trust anyone on San Jose to take advantage of it. Um, I really don't. Um, you know, I mean, the, the good thing is for San Jose is that LAFC is going to be really stretched because they're going to have the midweek game, and I don't think they have a whole lot of depth for rotation. Um, so I, I think you just kind of maybe take a flyer on someone, you know, based on who's starting for San Jose, which has been kind of a struggle to figure out who's starting in which week for uh, for San Jose. Um, but, I mean, with, with all the absences that LAFC have, I, I just don't trust a, a whole lot of them. Um, you, you really wish that there had been someone else other than San Jose uh, on this week. Maybe go Hosen. 
um, you know, take a flyer on Vaco. But I mean, in general, they haven't been consistent. So I mean, really, you're taking a flyer. Th- these are your transferus. If something goes horribly wrong with your auto ruse or transferus, throw a San Jose player in, and you know, maybe you get lucky. Uh, but that's really as much as I can recommend for this game. It's probably a two-one. Not that I have a whole lot of confidence in LAFC to score. I just can't imagine that San Jose, with as bad as their defense is, keeps a clean sheet against anyone nowadays. So, um, so yeah, so that's what uh, what I'm thinking. And um, yeah, the, I, I just because these two teams are so bad, I, I don't put a whole lot of stock in the fantasy uh, picks. Now, Mike, I'm on the opposite side of the fence here. I'm going to okay. jump in again. Um, if I'm desperate for players at this point, and I'm looking at this game for my options because I've missed the Portland lineup because I think you've got better options there. But if I'm desperate and I'm having to pick somebody from here, I'm looking at somebody like Blessing or like Fellhaber, and I know Kansas City Homer's coming out strong there. But those guys <laughs> have – those guys <laughs> – Benny's been getting some decent bonus points playing a little bit deeper this year. I think he's probably your safer pick for a four or five, maybe even a six without a goal or an assist this week. If you're just looking for some consistency and some points, that's where I go. And Novella, you're still going to have Rossi. You're going to have some options. Blessing has been kind of electric when he gets to start. If he's starting, um, I would give his offensive potential credit over anybody that San Jose's got right now. Even on the road, I just I think he's got a little bit higher ceiling. And if you're desperate for points, you may not care about that little bit lower floor. And even Rossi, I mean, if he, he's still around, he could be the main man there. Uh, he's got a little bit higher price tag, but I just I think even though it's a road game, LAFC has got that much more potential going forward if you're desperate for players. And if you're hunting for a defender here, go with whoever's going to get you the bonus points, which I think is probably going to be Beta Shore on the LAFC side. All right, well said. Well, let's talk about those players that you guys think are going to be getting those points and bonus points with our chalkboard pick. So, Blaine, who do you like for keeper? Um, I've got Bono into um, what uh, Gonzalez for Dallas. Mike. Uh, yeah, I have Bono, and I would probably consider um, Gonzalez for Dallas or, or maybe even one of uh, Houston's keepers. Okay, Mike, defenders. All right, um, I've got uh, Vanderweel and uh, Tinnerholm um, as part of the Otteru, and then I've got um, Aha and uh, Hollingshead from uh, Dallas. Blaine. I've got Vanderweel and Cannon in there, and I'm going back to Kevin Ellis for Chicago this week. Oh. Midfield, Blaine. Um, starting out with the three guys that I've got in my lineup for sure is Vasquez, Diaz, and Iguain. and then I've got Kaku and Reyna on the bench in an auto route right now. Mike. Uh, I've got um, Vasquez, Diaz, and Morales um, on the field. Uh, and then I have Ladero in the auto rule right now, but that'll swap to uh, Reyna based on Ladero's status. And forwards, Mike. I have uh, Giovinco. Uh, I'm going to give Rudy one last shot, which probably means he's not going to score because he never scores when he's on my team. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Ellis. Blaine. I've got Giovinco and Ellis in there, and I've got Zardes on the bench, but that may become BWP depending on the lineups 
It's really hard to tell between those two. Surprised you didn't say uh, Zlatan, Mike. Uh, Zlatan would kind of come in for Rudy. That's kind of um, where I'm thinking. It's just Montreal's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you just... want it. You want the points. Blaine, yeah. captain. Uh, I've got it on Diaz right now. Mike? I have it on uh, Victor Vasquez. Um, I just think that Canadian team that's really hungry and ticked off after uh, a bad result uh, against a bad team that's playing midweek and missing its two defensive midfielders, um, I just think Toronto is going to roll all over uh, the poor union. And finally, clean sheets, Mike. Uh, Toronto, I think, is a good uh, option um, with the, with uh, Philadelphia missing so much. Um I mean, I mentioned Dallas and Vancouver. Uh, also, I think New York City has an outside shot if if Atlanta plays um, midweek hard. Blaine. Yeah, I've got Philadelphia and Dallas. I don't really like anybody else this week. I think Chicago may have an outside shot if New England lays an egg on the road like they're known to do. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for all those games. Blaine, Blaine you meant Toronto, not Philly, right? Yeah, Toronto. Okay, I mean, I wasn't going to call you out for it. I mean, you can you can think put, what you think. No, let's just put it. We don't want to have any group team think. Put, put, put him on Philly. He said Philly. Just put him on I Philly. I mean, that's the next thing. <laughs> Blaine, Blaine says Philadelphia will get a clean sheet, change his mind. That's <laughs> There we go. That's our tagline that's the, this week. That's the segment this week. Uh, well, thanks, guys, for all that. Uh, everyone keep an eye out for the chalkboard closer to – actual game start about an hour out from the first games on friday you should see the chalkboard uh maybe some modifications if, the, if these guys send me a message but um here's the breakdowns you need now let's give a quick league update to the mls fantasy insider hosts head-to-head league uh, ben bear came to play this round uh, 177 points and the top score for the round so big congrats to ben uh, but he's still only in eighth place i think uh, Blaine, you beat Weeby with a good score right there. I think he only had 100 points, so he got a good 30 on him. Uh, I had a good win as as well with mine. Mike, you had a solid trouncing, though. Uh, I think your opponent uh, didn't get triple digits. No, I think um, I think I got one of the um, Cooligan guys. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I doubled his score, which was nice because my port point differential has been bad all season. So, <laughs> hey, you need some help. Uh, but point differential is very important this year in the head to heads, and it has actually helped me be at the top of the list once again in our head to head league, uh, based on points with a record of 10 0 and 3. Uh, three of us are right there at the top, and I'm just, just squeaked out our good buddy Tim. And uh, now I'm, I'm leading this league right now. So lots of fun going on there in the hosts head to head league. Uh, I'll give a, a quick look over to our uh, Patreon league. Uh, it's very competitive there as well. A new leader right there. It's uh, bit nomad as uh, has overtaken Alex Bernie and, and Alex Rosheim. And so uh, it's, it's tight. He's, he is up by three points. So, these guys playing in Patreon, is this why you're listening? If, if you are wanting to see for yourself, uh, just take take a look. Uh, we got uh, uh, lots of players over 1,400 points right now, so this is what you can do, get by listening to our podcast, help support it. So congrats, guys. Uh, very tight. I love, I love watching all of that. 
Agreed. That's all Thank we have for the show tonight. Uh, guys, any plugs you want to mention? Blaine? Yeah, I just looked something up because it, Mike made a statement about it earlier. Uh, you switched away from, who was it, your goalkeeper because of potential rotation. I just looked at Jay's roster, and he had Ramondo Glad and Silva in there this week. <laughs> <laughs> Collusion! <laughs> Collusion! Conspiracy! So, way to go, Jay. That was uh, really well played against Mike. So, yeah, um, thanks for giving me a break last week, guys. Lily is one year old now. She turned one last Monday. We had a nice big party for her. Uh, She's doing really well. I appreciate all the support I've gotten from the community over the last year with everything we've dealt with. Um, I hope you celebrate by watching Solo. Uh, I have not seen it yet. Okay, you can go out because they need the money. They're very poor. <laughs> yeah, I was watching the reviews come in and saying, oh, it was a hor- horrible box office run. And I'm like, maybe second week will be better, but they're not predicting. I'm like, oh, I'll go help out with second week. And yeah, that didn't happen either. So It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, I do want to go see it. I will be seeing it soon, and I will come back and tell people whether I thought it was good or bad. I won't give any spoilers, but I'll tell you guys on the podcast next time. Once I'm, Hopefully I can see it before the next show. Mike? Um, nothing except I see that, um, next week I'm playing, uh, Andrew in, uh, MLSFI hosts head to head league. So I'm going to fight Weeby this week. So this will be fun. <laughs> so we for sure need to make sure Weeby sets his lineup this week and listens to the podcast. Oh no, we don't want him to listen to the podcast. I don't think he listens to podcasts. That, that's what he said on extra time radio. He doesn't really listen to other shows. So well, okay, uh, make sure you tag him in the chalkboard then. <laughs> hey Andrew, here's some advice. Uh, there you go. So, so don't don't reveal your team then, Mike. Uh, I I won't. <laughs> all right. And as for me, keep heading over to MLSFantasyBoss.com to check out all the updates that we have over there. I, I'm gonna. I got one of my spreadsheets fixed to be able to give the ELO chart back. I'm still having some problems with my uh, form charts. My my spreadsheet is just not being cooperative to get that that all worked out. So. Doing some troubleshooting, but getting articles posted again as normal. And check out all the articles that pop up from Skyler and myself over at MLSsoccer.com over in the fantasy section with the player rankings and weekly player picks. Uh, Very important going into this World Cup period and Open Cup period to be able to have all those lined up and ready to go. Uh, Of course, uh, finally, head over to r slash fantasy MLS over at Reddit to be a part of the best MLS fantasy community on the web with the tips and advice and rate my teams and everything, all the news and updates that happen. And of course the rant thread to just console yourself when your picks don't go as you want. So it's a great community. Get involved. Thank you so much for listening and good luck.